Hey there, welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. This is Bob from Creation Station. This is your weekly show where we talk about two to three interesting tech stories in the news, give you something fun from the library and send you on your way in about 15 to 20 minutes. If you have a news story that you want us to cover for the week, creationstation at broward.org comes right to us and we'll be glad to talk about them. Today's guest is Sebastian from Maine Library. How are you doing, Sebastian? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Bob? Life is wonderful. We've been doing uh, all month long, uh, all of our guests have been programmers, the people responsible for bringing you all the content that the library puts out. Sebastian is doing double duty now, both as the one from Maine Library, which is enough, plus how many now you work in as a cluster? Uh, three other ones. Yeah, so, so yeah. four in total. Just craziness, crazy times for you guys. And Sebastian is the person, if you've been to Maine Library, Sebastian's the one who does that whole gallery on six, all those art pieces that come in and rotate every month or so, the moon rock exhibits, all the stuff going on, all the other programming that happens at Maine Library or out of Maine Library for a lot of our remote stuff all happens here. I'm using his space down here on the first floor in the auditorium to do our show. So thank you, Sebastian. My pleasure. Um, so let's get into these things here. Uh, we've got some good stories, we're going to call them, because the first one is uh, a pretty scary story here. Come on, loading up, loading up. Just a tad bit scary. There you, would, you know, this is the first time I ever learned about air tags. Reading okay, this Okay, so air tags, for anyone who doesn't know, um, if you, you may have heard of tile trackers, they've been around for a lot longer tiles. It's a little device, these trackers that you attach to your keys or you glue onto your phone or whatever, and, or onto your remote control inside your house. And so you can use your phone to find it or a computer or anything like that. And it'll ping it and it'll find it. Well, Apple has one that has an interesting way of working. So Apple's works by pinging any local iPhone, any local Apple device to report back to let the person know where the AirTag is. And since you don't know that you may or may not have an AirTag on you, people have been using these to stalk people, drop it in a woman's purse, and now you can follow her down the street, find out where she lives, whatever. Um, people are stealing cars or plotting to steal cars because of these things. What do you think, Sebastian, about these kinds of devices now? I think they're so, they're dangerous, but it's definitely like a, um... They have a purpose. They could be very useful, right. and I can see how attaching them to your keys is amazing. Like I lost my keys; I've lost them many times. Um, I mean, I could attach them to anything, and my glasses, anything that you take off, and then you want to find it. People attach them to their pets. To their pets. See, that's very smart. To their kids, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> be very useful, but um, but like anything else, and especially with technology, I think it's a trial and error, and we're learning that there is another side to this and that maybe they didn't think about this too well. Like it's mm -hmm. a perfect, perfect gadget to track someone for the stock yeah. for a stalker. Yeah. And when it first came out, 
this is this is an example of not having enough diversity in your room when you're coming up with product and work and doing all the workshopping because when it first came out there was no way to even know an air tag was near you if it wasn't yours and then apple added a feature that would let you know on your iphone if there was an air tag near you that did not belong to you sounds like it helps right unless are you an apple person i am an apple person okay I well see here's the problem so sebastian could drop an air tag in my pocket and i wouldn't know about it because i have an android phone and i would have no way of knowing someone was tracking me at all period unless because you're worried about people tracking you so you know you don't want to use these devices unless I agree to let Apple track me and go download from this app store an app from Apple that will allow them to track me on my Android devices so that Apple can then track where I'm going and what I'm doing. So if they find an AirTag, then they can let me know, but they still get to track me and follow me and do every single thing that I'm doing, even though I don't have any Apple devices at all. Right, right. That's the solution, right? Get an Apple app. There you go. Yeah, so yeah. That's <laughs> that's kind of the problem. Is yeah. Get 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 into the Apple ecosystem or else. Right. Um, yeah, I'm 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 with you. I I I can easily see where this is a really useful product, and it was just designed badly because Tile's been around for years, and they didn't run it. They didn't have these problems because they restricted who could actually view and see the tile trackers. And they're a much more limited range thing, so. How long has tile been up for and, and how portable are these devices? Uh, they are about, ah, I was gonna say the size of a postage stamp. Nobody remembers what those are. Um, they're about twice the size of an SD card. Okay, so they're very small. Uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they can be small devices to, to be able to put on. They're about the size of a silver dollar kind of thing. The Apple device, it's about that same diameter, round. So it, it's easy to conceal-ish. Um, I think one of the things that would really work is, uh, plus you pay for these. I mean, you're paying Apple, you're paying them for the right to use these tags. So that you can do these things. It's the reason I wanted to add this story to the lineup out of all the bad dark stories that are out there in computer hacking world this week, this was the one that like, this impacts real people that you might at least be able to do something about. And if you can't do something about it, at least be aware that it could happen to you. And I have no doubt that Apple's going to be investigated and they're gonna have to come up with a solution for this. Absolutely. Cause it's just too, too easy on that. And it gives, was, it, it gives a lot of ideas to people. Yeah, exactly. And, and considering that, uh, as always, all the links to are going to be in the show notes for you afterwards. Um, considering that this comes from a car blog. This is not, <laughs> this was not a tech blog that talked about this stuff. This was a car blog out there doing it. So, yeah. But there is good news in the world. And I wanted to, especially as we approach the end of the year, I always try to make sure we get some kind of good news going out there. And this puts a really good 
nice thing on the other forgotten pandemic we've been having in this pla on this planet for the last 30 years. Um, HIV AIDS has been horrible and we are finally getting it down and the FDA has now approved an injection every other month. You just have to go get an injection and you're done. Yes, PrEP and some of the other things that people might know about is out there. Uh, you know what PrEP is, Sebastian? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Um, it's, a, it's a daily drug, a daily pill that you take every morning and it it helps with HIV, uh, prevent HIV in the first place. Um, this is a great way of uh, taking that a next step further of just once we're almost there to a vaccine now. That's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Honestly. I, I never thought I was going to see this. And I mean, probably when I was older, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, mean, yeah. I remember when the, when the first, you know, we were first talking about HIV and AIDS and how do you prevent this? How do you go about this? And, oh, this is a death sentence. And over the years of learning that people can learn to get rid and now we're at the point where, hey, you don't even have to catch it in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. It's such it's just, an, honestly, especially here in South Florida, where I know in Miami-Dade and Broward County currently, they're like the top uh, uh, transmitted, transmissions of HIV in, in, in the country. Oh, I um, did not know that part. No. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So um, this is really good news. It is. It's just amazing news. I mean, between this and the other story that I we didn't share this yet because it hasn't actually been approved is a there's in theory a vaccine from malaria. It's under testing right now. I mean, we could get rid of two of the biggest things that kill humans on the planet. Yeah. Within the next year, it's insane. Bob, how do you feel about people wanting to take this vaccine? I mean, we've seen the, the apprehension. From the oh, I would in a heartbeat. Vaccines. What do you think? This is I, would, I would in a heartbeat. And, and, and pure, the whole reason why is because, one, if there is something you can take to prevent other people, it's like I have, I, if, if there is a, something that you can go get. You know, we all got our polio shots. We all got our, you know. I got smallpox when I went away to go visit Africa. I got a smallpox vaccine because that's what you do. You renew your tetanus vaccine every decade or so because that's what you do to help protect yourself and protect others. I would get this in a heartbeat. I mean, I don't think it would ever apply to me. Right, right. However, it's something that would definitely, you know, everyone should be doing the things that can help everybody. You know, it's just like, I don't plan on getting measles. I don't plan on being around people who have measles, but I'll go get that vaccine just in case. So this is the same thing. I know I'm not going to have anyone with HIV that I'm having an intimate relationship with, but I'm going to go get it just in case. Right. It just yeah. makes sense. And I do think that that's partially the, what we have to do to fix vaccine hesitancy in the, in the world yeah. is to make sure that everybody who's eligible takes it, not necessarily the people who it's geared towards, but mm -hmm. just go get it. If if it'll make it, if it'll protect you just on the off chance of anything. Right. Because right. there's a lot more ways of getting HIV than purely sex. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So something uh -huh. that could prevent it anyway. Um, yeah. Is, is definitely something that I would, I would also be very interested in, in getting that because I do fall within the um, community that is recommended to get it. Okay. Uh, 
yeah but you know and and we do see that you know like it says in the articles it's minorities that unfortunately the ones who are 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 uh victims or or uh, yeah. Of this disease. yeah and and i see you know even at like heck during football games they're advertising prep Come on now. And if, if it's that common of a thing, everybody should be understanding how important this is. Yeah. Stop making it a stigma. And it's something, you know, yeah. it's not the gay disease. It's not um, just a sex disease, you know, sexually yeah. transmitted disease. Um, it's something that is very dangerous. So 100%. And it's one of those forgotten things. I mean, during COVID and during all these other things, we've tended to forget about some of these other stuff that's gotten pushed to the background. And I just was like, oh, a good story. I want this. I, w I want to talk about this. This is a fun, good one. <laughs> this is this is definitely good. I was also saying, did you get to the point where it talks about um, the aftermath of COVID and how people are burnt out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's also like, oh, God, like the repercussions of what the pandemic and COVID has has done, like yeah. even within something like this, it still takes its, its effect and it's... Yeah. Yeah, it, it is something that, that has been that is, you know, as we develop and as we do these things, you know, and it's safe, scientific practice. It's, you know, these new vaccines wouldn't have been available five years ago on without all of this money that's been pumped into these areas of research um, because of this current pandemic. So it, it's it's good stuff. It's It's really good stuff. But tell me, Sebastian, how do you think about the future? Oh, I, think of, I, I think about the future all the time. <laughs> so we have what's called Future Library here. And if you haven't heard about this, I don't blame you because I didn't know about this until this week when I was in, I need a happy story. And I was like, oh, wait, where in the heck did this thing come from? <laughs> and it turns out they're building a library from scratch literally literally scratch by growing the trees now and they won't be ready for a hundred years <laughs> now here is the coolest part about this is these books one book a year is being written by a selected author over the next hundred years and no one gets to read them until they're published a hundred years from now. See that part I didn't like. <laughs> We're missing out. That's like major FOMO. Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah. This this project. But hey, it's an awesome project. And this is a reason to live forever. Or at least yeah. live for another hundred years to stay healthy and get your shots, get your vaccine. Yes. There you go. I mean, this is just, um, you've got to go to this site. We'll, obviously we'll have it in the links, but they're growing the trees to make the paper to cr print the books on for this library that won't be in existence until 2114, 2114. <laughs> And it's like it, when you go and listen to some of these stories and and hear the testimonials about the people who are behind this whole thing, it is just 
it's inspiring about what they're doing and why they're doing and how to uh, how they they came up with their idea and just having faith in future generations that they're going to do the right thing that they're going to want to do this and believing that someone's going to take the effort to protect those trees so they don't burn down and that and also that climate someone's going to work on climate change so the trees still are living 100 years from now it takes a long time to grow trees to this size to be able to do these sorts of things it's you know you can't you can plant a whole bunch of forests right now it doesn't mean five years from now you got a whole bunch of christmas trees you know christmas trees are you know a yearly thing we all buy but those were planted 20 years ago is it uh dates i think it's dates the, the dates. thing is people plant dates for their grandchildren because you plant a date tree and it doesn't produce any fruit for the first 40 years. I think it's dates that do that. So this is the same kind of idea. You're, you're planting something that you're going to harvest in such a far future time. You will not see any benefit from this except knowing you helped someone in your, you know, your next generations down the line. It's beautiful. I know it's kind of, kind of a nice little thing for the end of the year. Yeah, it's it's very poetic and um, considerate of of the people that we won't meet, but we still be will be able to hopefully call family and a, a part of us, you know, part of yeah. our humanity. Um, I knew about this project probably in 2014 because I'm a huge Margaret Atwood fan. Oh yes, she was yeah. the first author. Invited. Yeah, I was yeah, so yeah, yeah. upset. I was like, I'm never gonna get to read her book. Um, but, and, and then I also knew as, as an art project with Katie Patterson, I think that's her name. She's the one who started yes. a Scottish um, artist. So this is definitely something I ate up when I first read, um, read about yeah. it. So I'm so happy to see that. I, have, I never followed up. And to see how many years, six years, seven years later, they're yeah. still keeping- Seven years down the road, they're still building, they're still so growing, gone. they're still doing their stuff. It was just on, uh, one of the podcasts that I listened to had it on and I was like, oh, wait, that's my story. <laughs> wait, it's relevant. They talked about it this week. It's a fun, happy story. I'm using that one. Yes. Let me go look this up. It's so positive. I love yeah. it. Do we know if they're going to build a whole like library building too in the space or is it just for the books? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I think that is to be determined. I mean, there's a thing in the far north of Norway where they've got a seed museum to preserve all the stuff that we have on the planet now for future generations to know what was here at certain points in our history. So, yeah, it's it's definitely they have some long term thinking there in Norway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's Scandinavia, they do it yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a this, good thing. Yeah. And I think this is not too far from like, you know, she's an artist the person who started this project yeah. so as an artist preserving something and i know one of your questions was can we trust our future um yeah. you know our, our family in the future to take care of these things i think if if they have the trustees that they have definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> if they get to have it in the future um socially if things are well you know if there isn't like a huge war or something that wipes everything yeah. out um but if it's 
still an art form, if it's still an art project or community project, something that people are keeping track on, I think people are still going to do it. I yeah. mean, this has a lot of momentum. So, hey, look at how many people are proud of their heritage right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you go back a hundred years in the United States history, people are still talking about it. So I would hope that in a hundred years from that, we'll still be talking about this. I hope so. We can hope. Speaking of the future, tell us, Sebastian, what's going on at Main Library? What, what do you guys got going on? Because just because it's the end of the year, everybody, doesn't mean the library stops. We still have programs running all this week, next week, early in January. We got Artlet in, in, up in Pompano on yeah. the 15th. What else is going on down here in, at Main or around the place for you? Yeah, so Main Library, we're doing in-person programs as well as online programs. We have our in-person outdoor movies. Um, so we have January 19th, we are showing um, a Martin Luther, Luther King uh, Jr. documentary for Martin Luther King Day. And then on, in February, we have our Moonlight Tales. So that's a, a oh. big program we have here at Main Library. Excellent. And if you have yeah. not been here for that, you have to come for Moonlight Tales. It, it's, it's an amazing in-person one um, because Since the last one we did was virtually yeah. <laughs> 2020. So we're going to have two awesome storytellers, uh, Cheddar Galloway and Dr. Joel Ying. And we're having um, Misty Eyes as our MC. So she's going to be Ooh, she's fun. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's hosting. And also we have Gold Coast Jazz Society. Um, playing live music that night. So that's February 25th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. So come that is gonna be, And that's on support. the events page now? That is on the, uh, yes, it's on the events page. And the Broward.org slash library slash events, folks. Go out there and take a look. Uh, RSVP, because it is pre-registration. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the key things about all of our in-person events. You make sure you register because spaces do run out. That, People, there are people who do not sleep, do not sleep on Moonlight Tales. It's, it's good. It's, it's a big fun. event. Yeah, it'll be the, the pre-party to like anything else you want to do after, after 9 p.m. Uh, in downtown. So uh, yeah. come and pre-game with us at Moonlight Tales. And um, what was I going to say? We also have something else happening. Well, we have a lot of stuff going on. So just oh, yeah. check the, the, out the it's calendar. It's a tremendous amount of stuff happening on there. And yeah. you got to come by the main library and come see the gallery and all the stuff. We've always got stuff have been rotating in and out all year long. Yeah. Yeah. We've so, been, it's been active. So if you yeah. want to come and see some uh, local art community artwork right now, we have an exhibition in uh, gallery six. Um, I do believe it's the Brower art guild, if I'm not mistaken. And then we also have our moon rock exhibition. So it's always yeah. fun. To take moon a look at it's the only public place. You can come see a moon rock for free folks. Absolutely. Outside of the Smithsonian, come see it. Well, this has been an excellent, excellent day with you, sir. Thank you for being here, Sebastian. Let's throw this up and wrap up for everybody. If you have a favorite librarian or library you want to see featured, creationstation at broward.org comes right to me. We're going to see you next week. Everybody have a safe holiday. We'll see you then. Hi, thank you.